And now, ladies and gentlemen, the time has arrived. You are watching Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear. Welcome to the 12 Round Boxing Podcast. Kieran here from Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear and 33 Promotions. Please welcome to this week's uh, podcast my fellow co host and co owner of Southwest Boxing Media. The main man himself, Mr. Scotty Williams. Scott, how are you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, Keo, good. Finally, yeah, we got on. Yeah, we always, have, we always have a bit of technical issues, don't we? Yeah, what what, what was it, Scott? Did he work out what it was? In the I have or? absolutely no idea. I just kept, kept pressing and then the summer worked. I have no idea why. It's, it happens every week, doesn't it? It likes to test our resilience, I think. <laughs> Definitely. Just to see how committed we are to smashing out these pods. like. Definitely, but. Yeah, well, what are you up to, Scott? Um, I'm, I'm on my, um, I've just stopped off now, just on my way to Asda's for my, one of my sort of favourite parts of the week, shopping. Can you, can you sense the sarcasm in my voice, Scott? I can, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just, uh, yeah, going to go to the gym in a bit, I think, just uh, chilling out now before uh, I try and get there for about seven, so it's a bit quieter at seven rather than sort of five and six, so I'm just going to chill out, do this with you, and then pop to the gym. Uh, good man, Scott. So you've made it past January as well. You're into February, and you're still committed. Are you still going with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been going since about well, uh, November time, I think now. So yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a New Year thing. It was sort of the end of twenty twenty two as well. Ah, oh, great stuff. Well, uh, what's it what's it like yeah, at the moment, Scott? Is he still really busy in the gym? Because what I I used to work in the gym before, and what I used to find I used to work in like a DW gym when it was DW Sports. And I used to find like January was just mental, you know, the sort of January joiners, shall we say. And it would just be absolute carnage yeah, for a month. And then by February, it would sort of die down slightly, if that makes sense. Scott, what's it like at the moment? Is it still a bit manic? No, it's, it's it, well, it, it's all looking when you go, really. It's picking the, like I said, seven at night is always pretty quiet. So um, I've not really noticed much of a change, to be honest. But I think if, if you went sort of four, five o'clock, I think it's bonkers at that time. So I, just trying to avoid it, really. Where are you training, Scott? Because I've been over Planet Fitness over you away. For yeah, right. that's it. Planet, yeah. It's only up the hill from me, so... It's a, it's a good little gym, isn't it, to be fair? I've been over there a few times. Now. It's a good little gym. Yes, yeah, it's, it's massive. So, that's the good thing is, it's lot. I think the majority of people go there, sort of weightlifters and stuff. I only go on the running machine, so... Yeah, jump on the running machine, do my 5K, and then jump off and come home. So, you know one of these making noises in the mirror then, Scott, no? Nah, nah, not at all. <laughs> I just want to go on there, put my headphones in, and then leave. Yeah, best way to do it, buddy. I do like the sauna, mind. Have a sauna in the shower there if I can. And, uh, yeah, mate, get my money's worth. Yeah, don't blame me. I, I like the sauna and the shower on a Sunday. I do usually with a stinking hangover. It's hard to sort me out a little <laughs> bit. So, yeah, don't mind that. Uh, yeah, Scott, well, last week, obviously, we um, we had our first sort of trial run, shall we say, um, with our new sort of feature, our ringing bells. Um we uh, we did all right, Scott. We went slightly over thirty six minutes, but I think it was thirty seven, thirty eight, something like that. Not bad for a, a first attempt, should we say, Scott? Was it? No, exactly. So we'll have to we we'll have to try and keep it under the thirty six. Then I'll see if we can do it. Yeah, let's see if we can do it. So, Scott, you got that? I'm, I'm assuming you got that bell at the ready for us, mate. I do, but are we, are we ready to go? Yeah, ready to rock and roll, Scott. You ring that bell, buddy. Right, so Scott, where do you um where do you want to start this week? I mean, we've got obviously we've got fight announcements that's been um sort of happening quite a lot. I mean, the zone put a few fight announcements out yesterday, um, and there was a few as well. I think Frank Warren put one out 
of Joe Joyce sometime earlier in the week as well. So before we come on to the the Jake Paul, the Tommy Fury, and this absolute circus that is misfits boxing, shall we um should we stick to to the, the actual professionals if we talk about these announcements? Definitely good idea, King. Yeah, so obviously, Scott, I, I noticed yesterday uh, with the zone, as I mentioned there, they put a few announcements out yesterday, few few shows to look forward to, few on our doorstep as well. Well, one main one on our doorstep, I should say, that we are very, very much looking forward to. Um, they put it out yesterday, the zone. The main sort of picks from it was we've got obviously Joshua and Franklin has been announced. Do you mean Franklin? Um, also, Callum Smith was announced for March 11th. He's back in a M&S Arena show in Liverpool. Uh, what else we got? May the 20th, got Katie Taylor, Serrano 2, really, really pumped up that one, obviously for the Undisputed World Lightweight titles. And then the one that we were sort of talking about yesterday as well, Scott, because it's on our doorstep, going to try and bag ourselves some tickets for it, I think, is obviously April 22nd, um, Rackamore versus Cordina for the IBF World Super Featherweight title on our doorstep in Cardiff. Just from those ones I've mentioned there, Scott, just to kick us off, just just tell us which one jumps out to you straight away and, you know, which one is, is your pick of them all, really? Um, well, sort of for personal reasons, obviously, you know, being from Wales, you know, it'd be obviously Joe, having Joe Cordina back in the ring against Rakimovich, you know, it'd be great for him to get his IBF um Sort of belt back, but that make us that make my two time, uh, a two time world champion in two fights. Yeah, because it's obviously the belt, the belt he'd ever lost, Scott. Did he? I mean, he obviously had that hand injury. It was a bit of a yeah, yeah. injury, you know, and and wrongfully I thought, you know, he was sort of stripped of the title. And um, yeah, as you said, he's getting his opportunity now, and one I think he'll go into as I don't know if you agree, Scott, as a, as a heavy favourite to to become, as you said, a, a two time world champion. Yeah, um, obviously. You know, I, I won't try and pronounce Rakamov's first name. Shav Katazon Rakamov, I think it is. You know, shot. again, an undefeated fighter with just the one draw. Um, a great win against, obviously, Zelpa Barrett, even though Zelpa Barrett was, I think, doing very well in the fight before. Look, was it a leg injury, I think it was, wasn't it, or something? His sort of leg seemed to go. It was something, right, wasn't it? Either knee, it was, it was leg or knee, it was something along those lines. Because, as you said, he was doing really well. Winning the fight, definitely he was winning. You know, he was winning the fight. He, you yeah, know, yeah, hundred percent. He was, he was winning the fight. He, well, he put, uh, he put Rakimov down in the thirds. So, and yeah. obviously Barrett went on twice in the ninth, and that was it. But yeah, I thought he was, he was quite well in front on the card. So, I suppose bearing that in mind, if Zeba Barrett, who was obviously, you know, no disrespect to Zeba Barrett, I think Codina would beat Zeba Barrett, and sort yeah. of you was in that sort of. I don't know, theory that if Zappa Barrett can do well against him, then I think Cordina will. I think, yeah, I think Cordina wins. Yeah, I, I, I base it on that as well, Scott. I, I looked at the success that obviously Zelfa was having. You know, Zelfa's a, a fantastic fighter himself, obviously. But, I mean, you just look at the, the amateur background with Joe Cordina as well. And, and he is he is not just from a Welsh point of view, he is a special talent. And um, I just think, you know, the Rakimov has got that sort of walk, walk you down sort of style. He is tough, I give him that. But, I think I think you can land shots on him, and I think you can land a lot of scoring shots on him as Elfa was doing. And I think if if there's anybody that can land those shots on him and can have a success, it's definitely someone like Joe Cordina because he's so accurate. Um, and so he's technical. So 
yeah, yeah. He, he just he's just a fantastic fluid boxer, isn't he? And um, yeah, I I would I would I would make obviously not not being biased. I would make Joe Codina a favourite in our fight purely because, as I said, looking at the success having, I think it obviously opens the door for um for Codina to have similar success as well. And you know, do, do you see do you see maybe another sort of fantastic? Explosive finish as well from from Joe Codina, similar oh, to one. I don't know. Three. I I don't know. I I, I think it made more of a unanimous decision. I think. Yeah, um, bit of a boxing display, like. Yeah, you know. I mean, Raka, he's a t- you know, of a, you know, a really tough guy. Like we like we saw him at the canvas early, and he got back up, and you know, he's still obviously taking it to Zelfa Barrett. So he's obviously got a big big set of balls on him. Mm. Um. I mean, and not saying now, obviously, Codina couldn't stop him, but I, yeah, I just think he's more of a, more of a unanimous decision myself. Yeah, yeah, I think it could be, uh, as you said, putting on a bit of a, a boxing display, boxing exhibition in front of um, the Cardiff fans as well, Scott. Yeah, I agree with you. That's one to look forward to, Scott. And obviously, uh, the undercard is, um, is probably going to be announced more and more now. The one that I saw obviously was announced today. Our, our good friend uh, Gavin Gwynn, he's obviously on the undercard rematch himself as well. Against Craig Woodruff, first fight was very good, Scott. I've got to be honest. I know we are very, very close to Gavin. We are definitely biased to Gavin. Let's not let's not get too ways about it. But it, it was a good fight, Scott, wasn't it? It was a very, very tough fight for both men. Yeah, um, one fourteen, one fourteen, two cards, and I think Terry Connor gave it to Gavin one sixteen, one thirteen. Um, so yeah, you know, a draw was very close. Gavin, obviously. Um, Got a cut in the eleventh, which didn't help, and you know, obviously managed to retain the belt. So yeah, I think uh, I, I, I don't know. I just I don't think it was Gavin's great greatest performance. I think mm. Gavin's better than that. I mean, um, I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure Craig would disagree with that. And, you know, say maybe he, you know, he, he's going to do just as good in the rematch. I I think uh, I think the rematch will be more conclusive. I think uh, Gavin will win nine points. Um, again, unanimous decision, and I think you'll uh, hopefully then, well, maybe get a shot at European. Sort of that would be the next sort of place to go for Gav. Then I think now that he's obviously looking past Craig, who's a probably a very good fighter. But yeah, I, I can just see uh, Gavin coming through with that and winning on a on a points decision. Without without being disrespectful as well to Craig, do you think it's fair to say now that obviously Gavin has got that experience on those bigger nights behind him as well? Now he's been on a few obviously matchroom shows. You know he's been on those bigger nights in those big arenas now. Is it is it fair to say if we're going to look at you know experience of those nights, you you got to edge towards Gavin and and that could play his part in it. Yeah, and just obviously you know he's been in there with Cordina, hasn't he? He's been in there with you know James Sean McCool, who beat James Tennyson. Yeah, you know done very well. Even people like Myra Mills are good fighters. Um, yeah, I just think he's got the again. Luke Willis is a very good fighter. We won we won the. Uh, British and common, British off in, in the vacant fight. So yeah, I think again, no offense to Craig. I think um, I think Gabba will will uh, will come through here. Unanimous decision, and I think uh, yeah, see it'll be interesting to see where Gavin goes next. Yeah, definitely, Scott. I agree. The other ones I mentioned to you there, obviously as well. I wanna I wanna keep May the twentieth Taylor Serrano rematch just to one side for one minute, Scott. We're gonna come on to that. There's lots of talking points, including um. And Mr. Conor McGregor's name has been thrown into that as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's just come on to um, Anthony Joshua's return to the ring, Scott. First time we've seen him back in the ring. Obviously, there's been lots of talking points around him, lots of rumours. 
he's been over in America. We know that. Been, I would say, fairly quiet on social media, just sort of ticking over, doing his thing, which I think is the correct way to go about things now. I think he's been trialing different things with different trainers in America. Seems to have found now where he's happy and where he wants to be moving forward, for the time being at least anyway. He's announced April the 1st, Jermaine Franklin, Scott. Now, Franklin is one of them that maybe before the Dillian White strike, there would have been a lot, a lot of critics of it. But, I mean, I don't know how much you saw that White fight, Scott, or if you watched it. A lot of people, including myself, think that Franklin had the beaten of Dillian White that night and did beat him. Um, well, you just got to look at the scorecards. I see it was a majority decision. It wasn't a unanimous decision for the start. So, you know, just, just that factual evidence alone proves it was obviously close. Mm. Um, you know, the one Michael Alexander had it even, won 15 apiece. Uh, I thought it was a it was a Tyson Fury hangover fight for Dilly Mike myself. Mm. Um, I think coming out of that, um, you know, obviously fighting Wembley uh, in front of all, all those people, you know, losing in the fashion that he did. Yeah, being stopped as he did. Yeah, yeah. I just think it was a. I I think, and again, I don't mean to be disrespectful um, to Jermaine Franklin, but I think Dilly Mike. I think he fought a poor Dillian White that night. And I think if he was to fight him again, I think Dillian would stop him. And I, I don't think it would have been a majority decision. I think I think Dillian would stop him on a on a better night. So I think Joshua's gonna uh, gonna knock him out in the first four rounds myself. I think I, I, I think he's got I think he's got to as well, Scott. I, I, I don't but the, the problem I, he's in now is if he doesn't knock him out early. And it goes to unanimous decision, or he goes the distance, and that's not good enough. But then, if he does knock him out early, then they're going to say, "Oh, well, it wasn't good enough. He was too easy for him." So he's in a bit of a lose-lose situation, as Joshua, and obviously yeah. throwing in into the fact he could draw and he could also lose the fight. That's that's obviously possible. So he's not in a great position. But I mean, he's fighting a top thirty guy, and let's be honest, the last time Joshua fought somebody out of the top 30 would have been about, well, Eric Molina sort of time would have be, you know, even before then, it would have been before sort of uh, Charles Martin, you know, those those sort of people he was fighting then, Dennis Baktov and all that. So, I mean, he's yeah. been fighting, you know, high-ranked world, ex-world champions, world champions since, what, 2016? So, we can give him one. Do you know what I mean? If, do, you think, do you think it's a bit of a clever pick or in the, in the sense of, that is, it's not a too dangerous option because it's one that obviously you make Joshua Joshua a heavy favourite. Also, do you think on the back of the Dillian White performance for Franklin as well, that is one that you know there can't be many, too many critics of, if that makes sense, Scott? So do you think it's in that sort of matchmaking sense, you know, looking at it from a two five eight management point of view and from an Eddie Hearn point of view when everybody looks on after Anthony Joshua, I think it's quite a clever appointment in that sense. Or do you think? You know, we should have seen him in with maybe, I don't know, an Otto Wallen or even Dillian White himself. You know, what what do you think on it, Scott? I think AJ desperately needs a win. Um, Otto Wallen, again, he's a South boy, I think, isn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, big guy, did well, well, well against Phil Reed, Southpaw. Tricky, Dillian White, I mean, that's personal. That's, you know, the build-up is going to get personal. Um you know, and psychological. I just think, you know, Jermaine Franklin is a good yardstick. 
because if if um, AJ knocks him out, they're going to say, "Oh, like I'm, you know, he did much much better against Franklin than White did." Mm. You know, it's going to build his confidence, especially if White is going to be next after this, which he most probably is going to be. He needs that, Scott, doesn't he? So I just stop you. Joshua needs that confidence building again now, and that I think for his own self belief as well. You know, I think a, a destructive knockout is what he needs in this fight, whether it comes in four rounds, five rounds, six rounds, or back end of the fight. I think at the end. When it's all said and done, and this fight is finished, I think we need to be looking at you know a big Anthony Joshua knockout for 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 lots of different reasons and and a lot of reasons for Joshua as well, you know, Scott. Definitely, um, and just like you said, again, he's obviously he's got a new um, I've got a new trainer now as well. You know, what's that? Three new trainers in three fights, is it? Yeah, I, yeah. I just. One Anthony to sort of nail his colours to the mast. Are you going to try and be a boxer with massive power? Are you going to come in there and try and be a killer? We're just going at people like what he was like back with Klitschko. Oh, you know what? What are you? Yeah, I. It's a bit of a power life in between, like sort of Chris Eubank Junior. Because he's sort of gone down the right. He's now going to train a Roy Jones, train a box on the on the back when it was just different. What he was like at the beast at the start. I think he's in a in a. There's nowhere he is at the moment. I just feel Joshua just needs to just choose a lane, stick in the lane, and just move forward because he's not a boxer like Fury. Joshua is a destructive knockout artist, like what he was like up until Andy Ruiz. So just be that. Yeah, and uh, not and, obviously, and hopefully, not Franklin out to boost that confidence again. I agree with that. I think that's when we've seen, you know, when you look back at Anthony Joshua's career and you look back at his highlight reel, you know, and that's when we've seen the very best Anthony Joshua, isn't it? When he is that explosive, you know, powerful finisher, you know, and, and getting people out of there. You know, that's that's when we've seen the best Anthony Joshua. Uh, you know, I understood why when he reverted to sort of, and he was much criticised, but in the rematch against Andy Ruiz, I understood why he went to the tactics that he did at the time. Because I think his confidence was so shocked from that. It was such a shock, you know. And I don't think he could afford to stand there toe-to-toe then again with Ruiz. Because I think he'd have been asking for trouble. So, you know, approaching that fight, I can understand why he had that boxing approach, you know. Boxing on the back foot. You know, getting behind the jab and just doing the, the you know, the, the basics right and getting those right. I understand. But, you know, sort of longer term now, I, I think seeing the best Anthony Joshua, we need to see a bit of the old Anthony Joshua, if he's still there, Scott. And... I think that is a fair question to put there. If he's still there, you know, I suppose time will tell, won't it? I just think he's been it, and he, I don't know. I just think it's it's just a, it worries him, and and he stays it as well. And it's like when he watched Fury and and Deontay Wilder, you know, Fury absolutely was blasting him the third fight around the ring, mm. but he's still dangerous. You know, he's you know he was watching. Think, oh my God, he's this. Even in the round, he was he was knocked out, and he still looked dangerous. Yeah. But then you see, when even when he watched sort of the Thule fight, it's like he's got out those couple of rounds off to like regain a bit more confidence, then come back. I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I it, it'll be interesting to see what happens against Franklin. I think I think it could, and honestly, if it goes wrong, I think it's the end. I, 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 think I don't he, see a way back, Scott. I, I think he's done. He's earned I enough. Don't... He's been world champion. Losing against Franklin, absolute game over. Done. Finished. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, where do you go? You, you don't that because to me now the logical thinking view maybe is that you know he comes we beat Frank and beat him well. Do we possibly see Dillian White next then the rematch? Do we yeah, see I think White? So. But I then think that's the when was the last time he was in the O2 key? When was the last time he fought in the O2? But against Klitschko in what 2017, he's been filling stadiums. But yeah. a couple of losses now, bang, bang, back to O2. You know, if he yeah. loses now, bloody hell, is he going to go and fight New York all next? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's, it's a must. It's not even pay per view. It's not even pay per view. I was really, really surprised there's not pay per view. We we can't emphasize that enough. It's a must win, as you said. Oh. It, it is a must win, and it's a, it's a career defining fight. It is. In it might sound mental, thinking, you know, you know, it's Jermaine Franklin talking about boys, talking about boys, but it is a career defining fight because, as you said, if he loses it, that's it. It's done. So he's got to win. He has got to win. And as I said, I think he's. I don't think he's just got to win, Scott. I think he's got to win well. Oh, I think he's got to win. I think he's got to big, and he's got to be. He's got to make the statement. He's got to send the message out now to say, look, I am still here. I've still got that in me. When I need to turn that on, I can turn it on. And I, and I think we need to see that now because, as you said, I think even though a win on points, I think it's still going to be... Key. I think, I think, a, I think a knockout win in 10, 11, 12, I think would be... People would be criticising it. I think it's got to be a big old knock. I think it's got to be in the first six. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, if, if he knocks him out like in the 11th, people would be like, oh, it took him 11 round, you know. Yeah. It's got to be a massive win and it's got to be in the first half of the fight, honestly. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Scott. Very, very intriguing. i got to be honest, that's out of the matchups that we are talking about now. I think it is one of the most intriguing for, for the reasons, as you just mentioned there. Mm. Um, but I do expect Joshua to come through. I do. I really do think he will. And I, I think he will knock out Jermaine Franklin. But as you said, it's going to be one... Um, we got to, we got to Obviously, we'll, we'll tune in with intrigue, Scott. Would it be surprised um, he lost? You are, sorry, Scott. Would it be... Would it, would it, would it be surprised if he lost the fight? I think I would, I would though. I would because I just don't see how he can lose this. As Jermaine Franklin got obvious knockout power. I mean, they're heavyweights, right? So anybody can be knocked out in the division. I know it's a cliche, but it's, it's facts. Anybody these men punch so hard, they're so big, they're so strong, they're so powerful. Anyone can be knocked out in that division. So it can happen. But would you, I, I tell you what, then I'll pause this question to you. Were you more, would you be more shocked that be lost to Franklin than you were when he lost to Ruiz? Um, would I be more shocked? Well, do you think it's more of an upset him losing to Franklin now than it was when he lost to Ruiz? No, 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 he wouldn't because I mean, obviously, when he lost to Ruiz, that was like, yeah, to me, that, that was up there, that was up there with your, your Douglas, your Tyson, that was because yeah. it was just like, wow, you know, nobody expected that. Obviously, he came in as a late replacement, Andy Ruiz, but I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody outside of Andy Ruiz's camp and family would have would have thought Ruiz would win that. So. No, in answer to that question, Scott, no, definitely not. And considering, obviously, where we are with Anthony Joshua now, no, it wouldn't be. But he's got to win this, Scott. He's got, I just, I can't, I, it could be, it could, Jermaine Franklin could have. I, I've got a funny feeling. I honestly, I, I, I you, look, if somebody's going to give me 100 quid and put a bet on it, I'd obviously put 100 quid on Anthony Joshua to knock him out. I just think switching trainers, Again, you know, pressure on. Just lost two fights, yeah. and Buddy Franklin's got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose, mind. Even if he no. loses, the last two fights he lost against Anthony Josh and Dillian White. But you know, and he gave a fantastic, uh, um, sort of a fight again. He was fantastic against Dillian White. Did really well. Boosted his career, even though he lost. He had nothing to lose. 
I think it's... I think it's a bit of a lot. Do you take it for Jermaine Frank? Don't know if I'm honest. Oh yeah, and he's, I mean... and he's to be fair to him, he's put himself in that position. I know I get what you're saying about because he represents himself so well against White. Yeah, I you know I get what you're saying about Dillian White. I I, I don't disagree with you. Maybe it was a, a Tyson Fury hangover, you know, from that night in Wembley. Maybe it was, but you know Jermaine Franklin. To be fair to him and give him his credit, you know, he did what he needed to do on the night, and I, I think he beat Dillian White. I've got to be honest. I think he beat Dillian White, and now he's got himself this lottery ticket. He, lottery ticket. He's got this huge fight with Anthony Joshua. As you said, he beats Anthony Joshua. And, you know, what? was he knocking on the door then, Scott? I know. I Listen, I'd be, I would be surprised. If Franklin beat AJ, I would be surprised. When Ruiz beat AJ, I was absolutely dumbfounded and shocked. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it is a big, it would be a big difference, obviously, between surprising me, completely shocked. Yeah. I think AJ will win. But I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, no. It's I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's just to just to finish on that. I know Scott on this fight. It's as we've said already. It's a must win. It's a career defender for me because, in my opinion, there is no career moving forward. Not not in that boxing ring, at least anyway. If he loses this, and I don't think we are being overly harsh in saying that, Scott. I think that's just logical facts, if I'm honest with you. So, yeah, Scott, it's one that we're going to tune into with um with with lots of intrigue. Um, Scott, I just want to quickly, I'm, I'm wary of time as well. Uh, we've done well this week. We've flown through 25 minutes. Um, we might not have time for Jake Paul now and Tom. Oh, it's a shame, isn't it? And yeah. Misfits Boxing. Oh, oh a shame. shame. I'm sure now, I'm sure any listeners to this will be absolutely gutted that we haven't got time for that. <laughs> but anyway, um, Scott, I just want to quickly um, touch upon the others. Obviously, let's get into Taylor Serrano too. Scott, the first fight, absolutely amazing. I think that's the only word to describe it. It was it was just thrilling, exciting, action packed. It it was just a, an an absolute credit to both of these absolute superstars of boxing. And I don't know about you, Scott. I really, really can't wait for the second fight. No, and it's it's bonkers. I was sort of uh, Katie Taylor's debut in Ireland, isn't it? It's quite mad, you know, to, to think of that. Um, Is it going to be Cork Park or Scott? I don't think so, no, no. I, Not you know. even with Conor McGregor's influence and money as well, no? No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be what's it, the three arena. They've been banging on about it, haven't they? I just think, um, I just think from sort of an Eddie perspective, the you know, if it went to Cork Pop because of Conor McGregor, I think it'd sort of uh, steal his thunder a little bit, wouldn't it? Oh, Eddie can't put it on without people giving him an up and hand and all this malarkey. I think it'd be that. What, what so, I will say, oh, Scott, just before you move on there from McGregor, what I will say from McGregor, I think it's, I think fair play to him. I mean, don't get me wrong, this, this guy's money that he's got, not going to put a massive dent in his anything, you know, that any wallet he's got or any bank that he's holding his money in. It's not, is it? But what I'm saying is, I mean, the gesture of it for a, for a fellow Irish superstar, just to make sure that she has her dream night because she's always wanted this night and she deserves that night in Coke Park. You know, to actually be able, you know, to be pushing to do it for those reasons. Obviously, he's doing a bit for himself as well, you know, to be involved right. in such, he's, such he's a He's sponsoring the event. He's not, obviously, he's giving 500 grand. He's kind of, obviously, paid 500,000. He will then sponsor yeah. the event. Yeah. So, there's, you know, at the same time, it's sort of publicity and sponsorship for of his brand. Is. There's, 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 of course, there's a massive element of that, Scott. But what I'm saying is as well, I think it is generally, I mean, I've seen him with Katie Taylor as well. He's been to, obviously, a few of her fights been in a change room talking to her before and things like that. 
it's a good gesture in that sense, Scott, isn't it? But as you said, it is a lot of as well. Um, putting the McGregor name on it as well, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's it's great, and 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 I hope that it is in that Croke Park. But I think I think it'll be the three arena. I think is uh, I think it'll just be easier for for um for them to get it on. And I think they they've obviously announced it now, so. It's you know, I'd be very surprised if they've announced it for the obviously the twentieth of May and they don't know where they're gonna do it yet. Mm. The fact they've announced it for me is they're gonna do a year and I think it's obviously signatures done and dusted. Yeah, definitely Scott. And it's it's a fascinating one, isn't it? Obviously we saw um you know, Amanda Serrano won on the weekend against Cruz come through that. Um it's I mean, where where do you think we'd be by the time by the time you get to that fight now? I mean before Fight Scott, there was people saying about Katie Taylor, you know, is she starting to decline slightly by her ridiculous standards? Are we starting to see Katie Taylor starting to get slightly older in her ways in that ring? And then all of a sudden, she was absolutely brilliant in that fight. And people were like, oh, no, she's still here, she's still going. So, I mean, when we get to the rematch, Scott, how, how do you see it? Would, would, for selfish reasons, would you like to see... And Amanda Serrano in to tie it up, and then we potentially see a trilogy. Or where where do you stand on it, Scott? Well, Amanda Serrano's been quite active, mind. I mean, she's fought what she fought. She fought against Cruz. She's fought somebody else after the fight as well. Mm. So, in between this, the two Katie Taylor fights, she'd have had well, she'd have fought twice where Katie Taylor will literally be fighting. You know, that the, the last fight was against Serrano, so she hasn't fought anybody since. So I think I don't want to say she's been inactive, but you know, in, it was the thirtieth of April, twenty twenty-two, and now she's not fighting again until the twentieth of May, twenty twenty-three. So mm. you're talking thirteen months out yeah. of the ring, which is quite a long time, really, for an, an active fighter. And she's not been injured, as far as I mean, as far as I take it back, she she had a she fought that oh, she fought the car Bahal, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's right. She yeah. did in October. Oh well, that's that gone then. I mean, I think it'll it'll be same as before as a pick and fight. Um, fifty fifty. Um, I don't want to see Katie Taylor lose. I'd love to see Katie Taylor win and call her yeah, a day. Yeah, I would. But Eddie Hearn said something about she wants to fight Serrano and win, and then fight um Chantel Cameron. Yeah, because she's obviously undisputed as well. She's, she's another absolute super feather that is, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, that would be fantastic as well. Um, but honestly, Serrano, Taylor, anything can happen, as we saw the last time. You just you just didn't want that first fight to Scott, stop, Scott, did you? I mean, if, if I sort of wished, I was wishing, it was one of those fights that you were wishing, it was back to the old days where there were 15 rounds because <laughs> you just didn't want the fight to end, did you? So the fact that we get to see it again now and see these two go at it again, in a day and age where sometimes that doesn't happen, Scott, and we miss out on, you know, big, big fights. Um, we can only be pleased as boxing fans, Scott, Tommy. Yeah. Um it was an absolute barn burner, wasn't it? You know, so so close and you're rounding it. Um and it could have gone either way, but it's just that fight was just absolutely unbelievable from you know it was in the fifth, I think, wasn't it? The fifth round with Serrano had all the success and Katie Taylor looked absolutely spent. Mm. But for it to come back and then win, it's just unbelievable. So it's just going to be, I just, yeah, I just can't wait. It's going to be a brilliant fight. 
Yeah, no, looking forward to it, Scott. I agree with you. Really, really excited about that one. That's probably my, my aside from, obviously, as you said, for our bias reasons with Joe Codina. That's the one I'm really, really excited about. Um, Scott, I want to keep Wood and Lara, right? We got Wood versus Lara on February the 18th, but I want to keep that because I think we can do a little pod on that the week before the little run-up into it. Yeah, so definitely. I think we'll hold that one for now, Scott. I said, obviously, Callum Smith, he's going to be back in the MS Arena. Um, our good buddy, another friend of ours, Chris Jenkins, March 18th, is against Cyrus Patterson as well. Um, that's a, that's a good show, you know, another a good opportunity for Chris as well. Great fight for him, we wish him well in that. Um, Scott, just before we go as well, I want to quickly talk about coming away from the zone for a minute. We saw as well that Joe Joyce, that's also been announced for Saturday the 15th of April in the Copper Box Arena. Joe Joyce against Zhang. Now, Big Bang Zhang. I got to be honest, Scott. I thought, I thought he won that fight. I, I thought I really did. Definitely did. I, 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 I honestly did. I watched it back about three times, and I generally thought he'd be Turgovich. So, this is a good fight. I, I like this one for Joe Joyce, Scott. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, I mean, fair play to Joyce. He's, you know, when he sort of first turned over, we were thinking, we were people saying, oh, they're going to move him fast, and, you know, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, of course, they're moving fast. They'll be, they'll be fighting taxi drivers now for the first 20 fights. But, you know, when you look back, you know, obviously, you had the, the Brian Jennings sort of fight early on, but then he went, you know, he's going to Dubois, Tucker, Hammer, Joseph Park and Zan. He's um, building some resume, isn't he? That's, building some resume. That's impressive. And he'd become the interim WBO world champion if he uh, beat Zan. And... It's a, it's a type of fight we want to see him in, Scott. While he's waiting for his opportunity with an Uzek, a Tyson Fury, you know, while he's waiting for this opportunity with our situation being tied up, as we know, this is the type of fight we want to see him in. And this is the character of Joe Joyce. This is the only type of fight he wants to be in as well. He's not going to fight. He's not going to have a tick over fight, you know, as you said, against, uh, no disrespect, the Bulgarian taxi driver. He wants these type fights, Scott, because... He understands how late he turned pro and he's only got a short career, shorter than others as well. And he's like, he's he's just absolute game for everything as well, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, Rossi, 37. Um, so he had 15 fights um, professionally, of course. So, yeah, he's 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 got to get got to get going, isn't he? Um, again, it'd be great for him to win the, the WO Interim World title. Um, forcing... Forcing his way into obviously fighting the winner of Uzik and uh, Fury if slash when that happens. Um, maybe after if AJ beats Franklin, and maybe if with sort of obviously Uzik and Fury being tied up if that happens, maybe AJ and Joyce scores for the WBO interim. I mean, obviously that's that's you know, I doubt that would happen because of obviously yeah, it's got... hypothetical, isn't it? But I get yeah. I get what you say, and it makes sense to us as fans, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? And I think that'll be a. I think Joyce would be favourite. <laughs> I think he would. I, I think he'd be quite a heavy favourite on you know on the current scale of things. I think he would, Scott. I, I, yeah. I really do. So and I think I I really like Joyce. And to be honest, I really like him because I really and I I will hold my hands up and say I didn't see it being this good. I didn't see it in being this powerful and. I just thought, oh, yeah, you know, even the Dubois fight, I was like, oh, it's 50-50, God knows what's going to happen. But since that fight, oh, my God, mm. he's just been absolutely steamrolling people, haven't he? Like a, like a juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. There's not a more 
up naming boxing and the juggernaut for Joe no. Joyce is it, let's be fair. It's, it's absolutely nailed on, isn't it? So, yeah, Scott, that's another one to look forward to as well, Scott. Now, Scott, just check in on our time. We are going to do it tonight, Scott. So, I in know. the next... What are we on? In the next 15 seconds, Scott, we're going to need to ring our bell. And I think <laughs> what we'll do then, we'll have a quick wrap-up of things, Scott, and then we're out there. Um, so, yeah, Scott, if we, we got a year now, we got five seconds, and I went to ring our bell, Scott, and then we are... We've, we've done it. There it is. How about that? Scott, expert, experts in two weeks. I know. Done. How good is that? <laughs> no, I, I think, Scott, to be fair, covered everything we wanted to. We obviously wanted to prioritise talking about, you know, these shows, these up-and-coming fights has been announced for obvious reasons. I think we'll, we'll definitely keep on... We'll put a pin in our... Um, Leewood, Amrita Lara one because I think that'll be a good one to do it in fight week. Really, really looking forward to that fight. That's that's going to be one of my fights of the year, I think, i got to be honest with you. Um, that's a barnstormer. And also, I think as well, with regards to Tommy Fury and Jake Paul, it's, you know, it's, it's up for debate who's interested in it who's not. But I think it's got to be talked about. So maybe that's one as well. That's February 26th, Scott. Maybe that's one that we could do a little pod on in the build-up Perhaps in that fight week as well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely, I'm up, I'm up for that. And perhaps, perhaps we could throw this absolute nonsense of um, the misfits and, you know, what seemingly seems like the deadly boys are going to make a debut in a boxing ring. <laughs> um, I think perhaps we can throw that into that pod as well, because I think that's where it belongs, Scott, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, mate. So, yeah, Scott, just before we shoot, anything else? Um, just to wrap things up, anything else you want to add? No, no, uh, I'm all good. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't be happier with sport in general, Keith. Uh, I would love to say I agree with you, Scott, but we, we had this conversation off the podcast, and th- that conversation isn't coming into this podcast. We are not talking football for the foreseeable. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> right, Scott, it's been a pleasure as always, buddy. I'll, um, I'll catch up with you in the week, mate. No worries. Take care, Keith. Yeah, take care, Tara, Scott. Bye. Ta-ra. And thank you, as always, for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Overcast and various other platforms.